0: Here's Buddy Franklin knocked away by Morris. Couldn't mark it. Naismith, no, Kennedy Hamble out to Buddy. Buddy tackled by Morris. Goal. Dropping the ball. Boyd took the advantage and played on from inside the centre square. Boyd kicked the goal. Boyd kicked the goal. Oh. Kicked the goal from inside the center. Welcome to the SC Playbook podcast for another week. It's uh, heading into round 23 of the 2023 AFL season. My name is Eddie Dads. As always, the podcast is proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. Lots of things to chat, chat through this week, both real footy and fake footy. The super coach stuff that we love. Joining me are a couple of the best in the business. He's blinking. He's looking tired. He says he's bloated. Uh, his name is Stevie Nico, coach of Lovesky FC, overall runner-up in 2021. Nico, run me through what you got up to on the weekend, because just just judging by the photos and
1: videos you sent through, looked like a pretty large one to me. Yes, hello Eddie. So, yeah, on the back of last week's open bar, I had a nice bucks weekend away at Barwon Heads Friday through to mm. Sunday. So, mm. I ran a round of golf in there, and that was pretty much the only thing that didn't incorporate the pub um, or, or other or other activities. So, yeah, it was um, it was big, it was large. I um, I managed to do a a bit of a, a sneaky. Uh, get away and, and get a two hour nap uh on one of the days. So that I think that That's saved smart. me. Yep. Um but yeah it was it was lovely. That's a man who's been there before. <laughs> Experience.
0: Yep. Tilly's Tilly's game looked fantastic from what I could see in, in the video you sent through all the boys. Uh I sense you'd had probably a couple of
1: sherbets by that point in the evening, um celebrations oh, are pretty large. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The lads loved it. Yeah, it was really good. We were um we're all in disbelief when our keeper stepped up to take us take the spot kick, oh. and, and um, still can't work that one out. Yeah, but yeah, look, as soon as we hit the winning one in, yeah, the boys went nuts. It was good. It was great. Absolutely loved it. I, I was at the
0: Alexandria in uh, in Sydney, in Alexandria in Sydney. It was fantastic. Uh, one of the best sporting moments I've ever seen. I reckon was that final goal. Uh, still can't get over it. I've got the video on my phone. It's it's just incredible. It was so good to watch. Uh, joining me on the other line is uh, he's looking fresh out of footy training. He's coming off a, a second BOG. He didn't quite get the BOG, like you said, in the, in the text message to me on Saturday afternoon, Charlie, but second best on ground for the resis uh, on the weekend. Uh, how'd you play?
2: Uh, thanks, Eddie. Um, yeah, played all right. Well, I mean, I got given the, the best on award after the game. so. I don't know, that's an issue that you might have to take up with the footy club. Uh, I felt a bit flat after that, but, oh, look, no, nah, it's all right. It was a good weekend and, and yeah, played, played all right. Fantastic. We'd love to hear
0: it. Well, boys, it's time to get into a bit of our... Our super coach results over the over the uh, over the weekend. Uh, I'm pretty keen to see, it, especially where Charlie was at, because uh, I've chased him down, Nick. I've, I've, I've officially overtaken him in the overall rankings, and he's not going to get it back from me, which is great. Um, so I scored two thousand three hundred twenty-eight over the weekend, which I think was basically bang on par for the top sort of two or three thousand, which is where I'm sitting at the moment. Um, went up a hundred spots, up to thirty-two hundredth. Overall for the season, which, um, yeah, honestly, pretty happy with. Used my last trade going uh, Dacos to Clayton Oliver uh, last weekend, which was fantastic. Really happy with that result. Um, Clary was brilliant. So, yeah, overall pretty happy with where we're at. Um, Charlie, I want to find out about your last couple of weeks, what's been happening in, in the world of Elite Dads, your team. Uh, you ran out of trades pre-Dacos injury, I believe. So, yeah, not able to trade him out. How have you been going?
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's been rough. Um had to had to field Matty Roberts uh, on the weekend. Uh, obviously, Jasper Fletcher was the sub. So, yeah, Matty Roberts was the only um, possible player that I could have there. And, yeah, it really did not turn out well. I think, yeah, my team is looking very un-elite uh, at the moment. It's got a two two four seven, Um And, yeah, all the way down to four thousand
0: nine hundred twenty first. Oh, God, that's changed really quickly, hasn't it? You told yeah. me a couple of weeks ago it was no chance I was going to overtake you. And suddenly yeah. it's... Uh, I've flown by you and I'm not looking back. Uh, Nico, what about your team? You've been pushing for the top 1,000 in the last couple of times we've checked in. I think the Dacos injury probably um, hurt you reasonably well. Um, how did you go over the weekend?
1: Yeah, slight dip again. I scored a two-three-zero-three, so I lost to you in now final by 25 points, which was you bitterly did. disappointing. You did indeed. My ranking has dropped to 1,328, so I'm not in free fall like, like some, but um, slowly, <laughs> slowly dripping.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's it, that really that Dacos injury couldn't have come at a more perfect time for for those with a trade left and uh, a worse time for those without trades. It really is kind of a, a haves and have-nots at this point in the season. You, were you fielding Roberts as well, Nico?
1: Uh, I was lucky enough to have Dev Rob and Eddie Ford as my loop. But, I mean, look, it only got me 20 points at the end of the day. But, yeah, Dev Rob made his way onto the field when, when Eddie Ford only scored a 45 Excellent. Love to
0: hear it. Well, look, I'm not going to rub it in any further, but God, I'm stoked with the Clayton Oliver trade. I'm so happy with it. I'm, I'm tempted to captain him in this week. I really am. Um, yeah, didn't miss a beat. 128 on um, his return to the Melbourne side. Just a, a fantastic addition to my team. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, boys, each week of this season, we've been giving out our votes for the most and least valuable players in our teams. Uh, the plan is to tally these up at the end of the season and present our SC playbook most and least valuable players of the year. Uh, so I'm going to start us off with my most valuable players of of the week this week. Uh, I'm going to give one vote to Darcy Parish. Turns out he was, uh, Zach Merritt was the wrong captaincy choice against the Ruse. It was, it was Darcy Parish that we needed to go with, um, which in retrospect seems just a logical decision. Of course, Merritt was going to get tagged and of course Parish was going to be fine to run off the leash. Uh, two votes for me gets uh, goes to Clayton Oliver, who, as I've already mentioned, was, um, was fantastic. And it's just a pleasure to have him back in the side, um, laying 11 tackles, I believe it was. Uh, and three votes. Look, guys, this is mostly just because I, I can't believe he hasn't got any votes from any of us this season, but... Connor Rosey gets three votes from me on the weekend. He pumped out a 130 against the Giants. First time he's got votes in our most valuable player of the year award. I can't quite believe that. Uh, Rowan Marshall, very stiff not to not to feature in my votes given how good he was, but I had to give the votes to Rosey. Uh, Charlie, where have you gone with your most valuable player of the week votes this week?
2: Um, I've given one to to Harry Sheasel again. Um, I think that's, that's three or three podcasts in a row that I've given him votes. So, um, yeah, he's he's fully deserved that. Um, two votes to look. I, I don't I don't like it because I, this I, this guy's really put me off. But uh, it's Nick Martin. Um, he yeah, I mean this is this is what I bought him for. Um, probably five weeks ago. This is the first ton he's pumped out. So yeah, look, it, it, probably too little, too late. But it's it's good to see nonetheless. And then a three votes goes to Rowan Marshall for that big 146. Got off to an absolute flyer and um, and yeah, really kept it going for the rest of the game.
0: Excellent. I'm keen to see where Rowan Marshall features in some of your guys' captaincy choices this week because he's going to be up the top of the list for a lot of coaches, I think. Some really interesting
1: captaincy stuff this week. I'm keen to dive deep into that. Uh, Nico, what about your most valuable player of the week votes? I've given one to Zach Butters, 139 points, 34 touches at 85%, which is pretty elite. Mm, Two huge. to He's had a Harry. great, great couple of weeks. He has been great and yeah, as soon as I've brought him in, he's been he's been brilliant. Two to Harry Sheazel, 135 points. We've touched on mm. 32 touches at 93, percent which is um, oh god, brilliant, amazing. The, the seagull role will no doubt talk a little bit more about him later, looking at the run sheet. And three to Roll Marshall for his 146. So huge game against two rucks, um, threw six tackles in there as well. Just a, a really good all round game. Hit the scoreboard too. He was brilliant.
0: I think Briggsy was the other one that's unlucky not to get a couple of votes this week. I thought he was also fantastic in a team that got um, horrifically beaten um, by Port Adelaide. So he was also very good, uh, our least valuable player of the week votes. I'm going to give one to Tom Stewart. Um, who just was nowhere near it on Friday night against the Pies, uh, couldn't get into the game. Uh, Nick was smirking at me. Uh, I was cock a hoop that the Pies were going to go down. Um, <laughs> Charlie was trying to elicit some sympathy for the Pies because of their injuries, and I was having none of it. Um, but, yeah, Tom Stewart gets one vote. Stephen Canelio gets two for me. Uh, he's going to be entering some sort of Some dangerous territory when it comes to picking him again in Supercoach, I think. And three votes go to Darcy Cameron uh, for my least valuable player votes, who, yeah, I mean, I I don't really understand what's going on with Darcy Cameron at the moment. Nico, can you shed any light on what is happening with him? Because he's around the ball, he's getting, you know, he's playing the role that we want. He's
1: just not playing it very well. Oh, well, he only got the ball six times and didn't hit the scoreboard and went at 33%. Like, I think every single hit out he got must have gone to the opposition because he nearly had more hit outs yeah. than he did super coach points. So, yeah, there, there must have been a lot of negative points in there. Indeed. Where have you? Uh, I'm assuming he's going to feature in your LVP votes as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give him one to Tom Stewart as well. I, I had a little giggle because I've written got nowhere near it, and that's exactly what you said, Three um, sixty nine. Darcy Cameron's my two, already touched on that, Um, just not going well enough, Uh, should be doing what Luke Jackson's doing really, and three to Jared Witts for his 87, Uh, so that included 47, yeah, 47 hit outs, up against Tom Hickey, like, come on mate, like, you're better than that, Um, and it just really annoys me that I've got him and I don't have Tim English, it's just killing me.
0: It is annoying. I wrote about it in my um, final, say, column last week. But, yeah, choosing uh, Kieran Briggs over Jarrod Witts, I think it was a, around 12 or around 13, was was really the move that changed my season. So, yeah, I am always thrilled when witsy goes terribly, which he did on the weekend. Charlie, what about your least valuable player votes?
2: I've given one to Josh Dunkley. Um, yeah, stunk it up. Captained him in fantasy as well and very mm. nearly lost my, my head-to-head final. Uh, two votes to Tom Stewart. Just, sorry, there. let's just put... Pour- Let's just pause there really quickly. In the cash league
0: that we're in, in AFL Fantasy, Charlie is coming second last on the ladder in total points and is in the prelim final. Uh, it's just Damn. absolute shithousery of the highest
2: order going it's on really right awesome. now. It's, I'm a tactics specialist. I don't, I don't need the cuddle. <laughs> I've got it all <laughs> in the brains. Um, no, yeah. So I gave two votes to Tom Stewart. Um, yeah, like you boys. Um, yeah, that was terrible. I actually put him as my VC as well in Supercoach. Very late decision. Um, thought it was going to go big, and, and I thought he was going to go big, and, yeah, he didn't. Um, and then three votes goes to Stephen Canelio. Um, so uh, very tempted to put it um, on Jared Witts, uh, who, yeah, actually had nine clangers despite the, the 47 hit outs. So could have scored huge, um, but, yeah, obviously those took a score down to, yeah, pretty pretty poor 87.
0: Thank you for that, Charlie. Um, Love that work. I'm still flat about that AFL fantasy stuff. If you win this league again, I swear to God, uh, I'm I'm just going to be so off it. Uh, Boys, it's been a long AFL season already. And if your supercoach team has been stinking it up and you've been dreaming about cocktails on the beach in Mexico, eating gelato in Rome, or not being able to remember half your time in Vegas with the boys like Nico, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice can help you get there. Whatever you want to do and wherever you'd like to go, you can speak to the boys today about how you can get quick and easy access to cash, at the lowest rate possible so you can book that last-minute flight today. Message them on their Instagram handle at Pat and George Mortgage Choice to get it sorted. You can also jump into any of the articles on the SC Playbook website for their email, phone contact, or QR code details. Please remember, if you do mention the SC Playbook podcast, then you won't pay their usual $129 fee. A uh, couple of big questions to get through this week, boys. Here, are, these are the biggest issues facing super coaches this week. Um, we're going to take a look at some of the more pertinent issues for 2023, but we're also going to take a little bit of a a look back uh, at some of the past um, uh, factors that have taken up this season already. So the first thing I want to get to is the the Tom Liberatore injury. Um, A lot of coaches brought in Tom Liberatore over the weekend for Nick Dacos. He's now, uh, at the time of checking, when I checked yesterday, he's in 31% of the top 1% teams and 28% of the top 5% teams is Liver. So, that's a significant number, especially considering most teams won't have any trades left to deal with him. Uh, Nico, have you had a chance to look into what's actually happened to Liber and whether we can expect him back? He's been ruled out for this weekend. Ruled out for this weekend. Is he yep. any chance of coming back for round twenty-four?
1: Um, he is. It's it's obviously a concussion issue, so uh, it's all down to how he responds um, during the week and and how he's feeling and, and if he's going to pass those. Those tests. So listed as one to two on the official. Uh, just copped a, a knee, an accidental knee to the to the head. So really disappointing for for owners of him. Obviously he's been immense. Uh, I noticed that there was a lot of the teams in the top kind of twenty who took the C uh, on him as well as as a bit of a play and and got burnt. So yeah, really cruel.
0: If you did have a trade left, Charlie, and you had and you had Libertory would you be trading him out at this point? Is As Nico says, it's kind of that, it's that classic like 1.5 week injury where he's definitely out for one. He might be out for two. It's hard to determine. We're not going to know until next week. If you were one of those teams that did have a trade left, would you be using it on Libba?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've only got two weeks left. Um, so like they're, you're probably losing out on you know anywhere from fifty to a hundred points if you're fielding a rookie in his place, and I think that's just going to yeah, it's going to really add up in these in these final weeks. Um, I, I think he's a must trade. To be honest, there's no certainty that he even comes back yeah, next week. I, I agree.
0: I think he could be out for the whole year. Yeah. So okay, assuming that he's a must trade, Nico, who are you who are you looking at to bring in? If, assuming you have a trade left somehow, if you're one of the lucky few. I know the top uh, the top team overall still has one trade left. I, I can't remember if he has Libra or not, but I know that he's got one trade left. If you did have that one trade left, who are you sort of looking for to bring in for Libra?
1: Well, hopefully he's got 25k in the bank as well, because it'll be Clary. He'd be the one. So, um, he Clary, the number one, yeah, number one target. Um, obviously looked good. Was tackling. Um, will only be better for that run after such a long layoff with with injury. So um, I think if if you don't have that 25k, then I'll be looking at someone like LDU as, as a replacement. Yeah, yeah, I like LDU. Anyone else that you like there, Charlie?
2: No, I just had Clary on this list. Um, I think, yeah, he's by far and away the best option if you can afford him. At, I think he's just over six hundred and fifty k. So, uh,
0: sounds good to me, boys. Well, that's probably wrapped up the Libber chat. I wanted to talk about we've, we've kind of we've kind of hinted at this at the start of the podcast, but I want to get into a bit of never again lists, Nico. This is one of your favourite ongoing topics in our chats. Is the guys that sort of pop up on those you know you're never going to bring them in again I, I swear to god I'm never going to bring him in again he's he's done me over too many times um, so I want to I want to I want to I want to discuss who we're going to who's not going to appear on our teams again in 2024 so I've asked you guys to come prepared with one guy from each line on the field that's going to enter your never again list and Nico I want to give you the the floor to start with okay. what about is there a defender that's really pissed you off this year is there a guy that you's just you're never going to have him again in your team
1: Look, I actually found this position a little bit tricky. So, I've landed on Sam Doherty. Now, the the reasoning is because I've obviously had him at the start of the year, traded him out for injury, then brought him back. And he just hasn't been playing the role that we want to see him play. He's turning 30 in October. Uh, I just think maybe we've potentially seen his peak. So, I'm probably going to lean against not having him next year. I'm going to go with
0: Charlie Constable in defence. Charlie Constable will not enter my team again. Uh, If he's named round one, I don't give a shit. He's not coming in. Uh, I'm absolutely (laughs) sick of it. Clearly, there's something deeply flawed. If he can't get a game in this Suns team at the moment, given all the injuries they've got, I'm never picking picking Charlie Charlie Constable again. Uh, Charlie, anyone in defence that is ruled out on your list?
2: Well, I can't believe that the bloke that I'm going to say wasn't on yours because we've been through the ringer with him together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually can't rule him out because
0: I think I can see myself picking him again. I really can. Oh,
2: how what's the what's the attraction to him? He's he's literally playing. He just looks so good. Him. He doesn't though. He, I
0: don't when think... he's when he's up and about. He looks fantastic.
2: Yeah, he can't That comes and goes every every couple of weeks. He's. Oh, he needs to pick up his consistency if I see him pump out like a 180 in, in preseason then I'll probably be swayed but I don't know he's just yeah, he's really irked me this year he's close he's really close I think him and Ridley are probably tying in defense
0: for for my never again list there but yeah I couldn't go past constable I'm absolutely sick of seeing him sit there played two games shit house, it sucks uh what about midfielders I've got a couple on my midfield list um but I'll throw it to you first Charlie is there anyone that, that you've really had you really had enough of in the midfields
2: yeah, Callum Mills um, has just been oh, such a headache Ooh. Yeah, since bringing him in. Um, yeah, like we thought he was back after, after injury. We thought he'd get those midfield minutes and he just hasn't. I think he's probably averaging like four CBAs since his return. Um, he's only pumped out two tons, uh, dropped a 50 in there, and he's coming off an 80 as well. So, yeah, I cannot see myself ever picking him again.
0: The thing with, I, I was trying to think about it with my midfield. I actually haven't had any midfielders that I've um, hated owning this year. So I'm probably going to go a little bit outside the box. And I think Paddy Cripps is one that's nearing never again status for me. I think Jack Steele is one that's that's nearing never again status for me. But I think the one I'm going to go with, boys, and I think he was pretty close to it at the start of this year, Josh Kelly's on my never again list. I'm not going to pick Josh Kelly in Supercoach again. Um, I'm sick of, you know, he's so good. We all know it. He's just he can't.
1: He can't he's avoid on getting injured
0: since 21. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> well, he's finally got to mine. Yeah. He's All finally right. got there.
1: Who've you got, Nico? Uh, I, I second the Callum Mills. Yeah, I've got him down. So he is only 26, but I think it's purely just role related. So it, it, I'd have to see some concrete sort of words coming out of out of horse's mouth about his role in the preseason. If, if I was going to go there again, I think well, I didn't, didn't go there, but if I was to consider him.
0: Didn't both of you guys own him in 22 though? Did, yeah. you, did you guys own him then because he no, was I, I, absolutely I, brilliant
1: I didn't you guys both had him for his 200 I think didn't yeah you? yeah I had him I had him captain for that day I,
0: I I there's no way I can put a guy that scored 200 as my captain on on the Never again list well uh, I'm if he's if he's looking good in the preseason I'll be sucked straight into him
2: mm.
0: you got to remember the swans have had one of the worst injury lists in the AFL this year. They've, they've had to throw him throw him around everywhere. They're dealing with Paddy McCartan being injured. Tom McCartan's been injured. All their all their defenders have been injured. Um, I'm still pretty big on Callum Mills. I think he could come good next year. Um, Brooks, Darcy Cameron is pretty close to on mine ever again list, Nico. I don't know what you think about that. Is that unreasonable? Uh, no, I've got him in
1: my forward line. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. I've... I wholeheartedly agree. I, I, he hasn't shown enough to, um, to to prove that he's like a, a clear number one, dominating kind of rock. Um, so yeah, I, I'll be passing on him. Charlie,
0: anyone else from the rock line that, that's on, on, on that list for you? Uh,
2: this guy probably doesn't completely deserve it, but I've just I've put him in because I've only got him and, and Rowan Marshall. Um, so I've gone with Wits, Uh which is pretty rough because he's had like apart from, yeah apart from his 87 he's had a, a very good 6 weeks um but yeah like I brought him in post buy um and he went 10283 and 75 um in the first 3 weeks of owning him. So it's just that that little period that really kind of um yeah annoyed me. Um but yeah as I said like he it doesn't deserve to be on that list I don't think.
1: I've got him on there. That was such a
0: crucial that was such a crucial part of the year as well. I can see why that was That was so frustrating.
1: Any other racks, Nico, that you're going to rule out? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Jared Witts is on mine. So after what he did last year, I thought maybe, you know, he'd continue that on, but he's taken a step back. So maybe his back is, like, quite troublesome for him. But I've also got Sean Darcy. I'm never going there again. Mm. Um, Whoa! Just too many injuries. He's just too big, like... For his ankle, like he's got what 150k is going through it. Like, of course, it's going to be butchered. So, um, <laughs> no, nah, I, I just can't go there. He, he's completely burnt me this year, and no, nah, never again.
0: I'm going to note down a couple of these guys because I swear to God, both of you are going to be breaking these very quickly. The Callum no Mills chance. one, I still can't get over. How can you? How can you rule out Callum Mills? He's 26 and he's an absolute jet when he's good. I can't good. believe it. Sean Darcy, if he goes to Geelong. And he's, no. uh, I, I'm very, very into Sean Darcy in all facets. I love him. Um, last one, we're going to go to the forward line. I think, look, I'll be surprised if Nico has anyone but Stephen Canelio in this line, but Cogs is, Cogs is probably going to get in there for mine. I, I can't avoid it, Nico. It's just, it's just so annoying because how can he look so good one week and dispose of the ball so beautifully and, and hit people on the lead and just be fantastic? And then the next week, he's just a complete butcher. It's, yeah. not, like, it's not like he's not getting the footy. He just can't use it when he's bad.
1: Yeah, he's got the perfect role, the, the role we want him to have. And we just haven't really seen any of his really high ceiling games this year that, that he had last year. Uh, as well, um, all that talk about him in the preseason, how he's going to be in the Brownlow chat and all this kind of nonsense, like, no, nah, never again.
0: Anyone else or is Cogs the only guy for
1: you? i got Darcy Cameron as the, the DPP sort
0: of option. Ah, yes, indeed. Yeah. Two very good options there. Uh, Charlie, round us out here. Who's who's on your forward line, never again list?
2: Yeah, Nick Martin, um, without a doubt. I just... Look, I know, I know, like... <gasps> yeah.
0: Charlie. Wow. He's what? 21.
2: <laughs> I know, but I just... this, I don't see how... Well, I don't see how his role can get any better. And oh. obviously, the Bombers aren't really going to, like... He's probably their best distributor at the moment. So he's going to get the most footy, like, right now. So I just don't see where the progression comes from. He's going to get better individually, of course, but I just don't know who else they're going to like... Like, who else are they going to kick the footy to except for him? Bro, he scored 137 on the weekend. Yeah, and before that, he went 58, 90, 53, and 59. Like, I can't...
0: That's a guy in his second year having a little rough run where he wasn't quite in the role that he'd been playing really good footy. That's... I'm sorry. I'm, you, you uh, Please... Be my be my guest. Please put Nick Martin on your never again list because he's 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 on very high on my will have again list.
2: I'm complimenting him. I'm saying he's he's that good currently that I don't see where he gets more footy from. Like I just I don't know <laughs> I don't know who else the Bombers would pass to. Is this is this the same as your Matt? Is this the same as your yeah. Matt Rau call? Yes, because and that's paid, that's <laughs> paid dividends for me because look what he's doing. He's not doing that. No,
1: he's averaging it 100 and something, isn't he?
2: Doesn't matter, no. But anyway, I, my
1: point
2: <laughs> is that he scores. I love it against West Coast. I know these players have third year breakouts, but I think he's already broken out. That's how good he is currently. That's what I'm saying. I just
0: yeah, I get your point, but I, Nick Martin's got a Nick. Nick Martin has a, has a ceiling that has not even been close to re- reaching it. He's fa- he is absolutely fantastic. Um, very good segment, boys. I like that. We're gonna. I'm gonna hold both of you to to all of those ridiculous calls that you have both made. Um, the next. Big topic i want to talk about is uh this was a hot topic of discussion in our sc playbook chat over the start of this week uh the sc bandit posed the very interesting question as to whether harry shiesel was having the best super coach rookie season of all time um i initially i, I have to admit i thought recency bias bandits being stupid Um, This is ridiculous. There's no way that Harry Sheasel the best supercoach rookie of all time. And then I started thinking about it and I started looking into it a little bit. And quite frankly, boys, I don't think I could find personally any player that's had a better supercoach rookie season than Harry Sheasel. I think he might be the best supercoach rookie of all time. Nico, you pushed back very, very hard on the chat when Bandit came out with that, and you're shaking your head at me right now. So, please, can you give me some alternate super coach rookies of all time that that you think have surpassed Harry Sheasel's 2023? Look, I reckon
1: I can, but it's a bit of a caveat because a lot of these players have been cruelly decimated by injury in their rookie season. So, Matt Rowe is one five games at 120... Sorry, 102.4 average... That included Mm -hmm. a score of 6, so his real average, like take away that injured score, he's averaging 126.5 to start the year, including a massive 171. Uh, I also have Toby Green, his rookie year was 19 games at an average of 94.6, this included 7 tons and 165 score, playing as a pure mid back in the day, Mm. contested ball, they only won 2 games for the season. (laughs) Imagine they were competitive, like what kind of numbers would he have been dishing up? Um, And the other one I've got is Michael Barlow, Um, 13 games at 116 average, 9 tons, 6 scores above 130, he had 6 games of 30 plus disposals, 66 tackles, including 14 in one round alone, and he had 15 goals in that rookie, in that 13 games he kicked 15 goals and he had 12 Brownlow votes, so... That's when he broke his leg. So who knows what could have happened?
0: I still can't believe that Michael Barlow season. Um, that was one of the craziest things I've ever witnessed. Just seeing him come from nowhere and be that good. Absolutely devastated when he broke, got his another knee, four. Uh, broke his leg. I've got another You've four. You've got another four. So flick over to Charlie. I want to see what he says, but yeah. Ooh. I'd love to. Charlie, you were also pushed back very, very strongly on Bandit. I was on Bandit's side. I thought Sheezer was the GOAT. Um, but you and Nico were—you were so against us. You just—you initially just went so hard straight away, and I, I needed to—I need some facts. Give me some facts.
2: Who do you like? Oh, that's ridiculous. I was not so against him. I—I I, I understood where he was coming from. I think <laughs> Harry Shum was having a phenomenal year. I think—I think he's having a better year than 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 most rookies we've seen in the last five years. Particularly Nick Dacos. I think his season right now is outshining Nick Dacos's from last year. So I've gone. If it was a, a top three, I've gone three Nick Dacos, two Harry Shisel. But I just can't look past Michael Barlow. Like, how how often are you going to say that a rookie was leading the race for the Brownlow? And and potentially, I mean, if you want to talk about hypotheticals, he potentially could have won the Brownlow as well. Just uh, he know he showed no signs of slowing down. He didn't look like a rookie that was going to hit the, the rookie wall that we've become so accustomed to. Um I find it very hard to look past Michael Barlow, to be honest.
1: There is there all is the mature here, age argument there as well. Like he wasn't he was a mature age pick, um, but, whereas, but you
0: can't just you can't just caveat the injuries that he had. He played thirteen games of footy. Harry Sheas was played every game of football, and he's right. been
1: absolutely fantastic. I'll give you a couple of if, guys that played all g- year. P- please give me a couple more. All right, well, Sam Walsh is one. So he played every mm-hmm. game. Fifty four from a possible fifty five votes in the Rising Star. Um, he had all 22 games at, at an 86.9 average. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because he's playing mid, pure mid contested ball, whereas Harry Sheasel is playing a seagull role with kick-ins. So there's just, look, same with Nick. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that Nick's better, but he's, yeah, I, I just don't have either of them in my top five, to be honest. I think it is recency yeah. bias. So uh, Dane Zorko is another one. So a guy that was overlooked in three drafts.
2: He yep, went on love
1: average. He averaged bang on 100 over 16 games in his rookie year playing midfield. I've also got. Now, this one's a real. I'll leave that one to last. Tim Kelly's another one. Another mature age recruit. He was brilliant. Second in the Geelong best and fairest, 22 games at 93.2 average, once again playing midfield. The last one I want to discuss is another Geelong cat, a 28 year old rookie. Don't oh, JPOD. JPOD 17 God, J-pod games was at 91.8 as a key forward. That was amazing. Tell me yeah, that's not you're right. Coach Gold. You're right. That was that was
0: spectacular. I'd actually completely forgotten about JPOD, Nico. That's a really, really good call. He was revolutionary when he, he was kicking bags. Mm. It was crazy. He came and, out of, I don't even know where he was before he came to Geelong, but he was kicking bags out of nowhere. Wasn't he the
1: physio or something?
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it was something like that, or yeah. was the the water boy or say it was something ridiculous. Yeah, all right. I like I actually I'm a, I think I'm on board with the JPod train. I think I'm on board. But the thing with the thing with shes will see, is that he's he's a forward defender, and I know Nico, you're saying he's he's taking seagull kickouts, and he's got a seagull role and whatever. The fact is, he's still averaging what he is this year. As a, as a forward defender, which is absolutely is invaluable. He has you been know, thrown around. It, the it's been incredible as well. Yeah. He's been incredible, and I know that we have you know in past J Pod wasn't any chance of getting a DPP because it didn't exist back then, and you know scores were lower back then, and maybe if you did the era adjusted scores for Toby Green's, what do you say, average ninety four? Maybe it was maybe it's like one hundred and ten if you adjust the era. So I don't know. I, I all I, my point being, I think I think Harry Shizel has a great case for the best super coach rookie of all time, and I think it's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Just, just a tad. Um, just yep. because we've had so much to deal with this year, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Great when suggestions, it, When he wins the Rising
1: be. Star, it won't be. But,
0: yeah, he he will win the Rising Star. I think it's a shame because I, I genuinely, as much as I love Sheas, I don't think he's anywhere near the best player in this um, in this Rising Star crop. But I don't think he's going to be the best footballer long term, uh, but he's going to win the Rising Star. I'm, I'm still a I'm still a Will Ashcroft or Machido Owens guy myself. Nico, are you? You're yeah. nodding, nodding along with me there. Are yeah. you on the
1: same page there? Yeah, Will Ashcroft for me. Yep. Yeah,
0: Ashcroft to start. Um, boys, it's a huge time of the year for content, so I wanted to give the SC Playbook subscription package a bit of a plug. $50 for the pool package, which gets you access to the NRL and AFL and BBL content that we have on the SC Playbook site for the next 12 months. Uh, it's just 20 bucks for the AFL if you want to jump on now. I've got two big weeks of AFL footy to come. Extra premium That gets you extra premium articles every week. Access to our WhatsApp group with weekly Q and As with contributors and the SC Playbook community, uh, as well as much much more. So highly recommend you jump on that. The NRL side of things is going great. Charlie, how are you going in the in the NRL? You basically used the the SC Playbook site for all of your NRL stuff this year. You're a complete rookie. Where are you rated at the moment?
2: Uh, I had a I had a little drop. Um... Yeah, talk talk through some things with Tim. We we got on a little a little FaceTime, um, and yeah, gradually found our way talking uh, about NRL, um, and yeah, just went through a bit of structure and, and strategy. And he convinced me to, to captain Latrell Mitchell instead of Caelan Ponga, which actually turned out to be to be very good. Mm. Um, Latrell, I mean, I have only scored four more points than than Ponga, um, but still that that netted me a couple extra points. Um, but yeah, I really lost it, and and this is where my lack of NRL knowledge came in, and lack of NRL super coach knowledge came in, because um, Harry Grant was a late, uh, not a late out, but he was a late move to the interchange, um, like right before kickoff or whatever mm. they call it in NRL. And so I took that to mean that he wouldn't play any minutes, or so if he did, he'd play you know twenty or something. He'd, he'd come off uh, when the game was done, and, and he just you know run a mark or whatever. So I put him on my bench, and I put Red Marnie on field instead, um, and I oh, watched it. No. Yeah, and it, it was it was bad. He came on around like the 20-minute mark and played, I think it's like eighty minute, um, an 80-minute game in NRL, or 90, I don't know. But yeah, so he played the rest of the game. Um, ended,
1: up, a <laughs>
2: <laughs> ended up scoring 110. You don't uh, have to yeah. prove
1: you're a rookie, mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he
2: yeah. Passes, he had a try. doesn't
0: even know it's 90 minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Two tries, a try, um, and yeah, scored 110, and Reed Marney scored 82. So I lost a fair bit of points there. Um but yeah, look, I'm still like two hundred and thirtieth, I think. So knocking on the door. Jeez. Um, yeah, Mike, the cracks that, are starting. That to
0: challenges the whole integrity. That <laughs> challenges the whole integrity of the NRL Supercoach competition for mine. <laughs> I think we need a we need a review. We need a top to bottom. Uh, Nico, we can get your boys let's over to the it. government into yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's play, let's play it next year. We'll do it. Yeah. Throw a team together. Yeah. Uh, finish 100th overall, get a pair of socks, it'd be great. Um, but look, my point being that that does speak to the uh, the quality of the SC Playbook side of an idiot like Charlie can can manage to be 200th overall. Um, the articles on the site must be good. So make sure you get over there and check it out. Uh, very, very impressive, Charlie. I'm taking the piss out of you, but you have put a lot of time into your NRL, NRL Supercoach this year. So it's been very cool to watch. Uh, boys, plans this week. This is essential because I, I can't remember a season which I've completely... Messed up my captaincy decisions as much as this one. So over the weekend, I had Stuart Vice captain into merit captain. Um, he scored ninety six points. Stuart was horrendous. Uh, it's absolutely killing me week in week out just how badly I'm going with these captaincy choices. It's been absolutely horrible. Um, Nico, have you had have you had any luck this season? I know we spoke yeah. last year that you were one of the you're one of the best super coach captaincy pickers
1: out of sort of that elite band. Um, has it been another year like that for you? No, it hasn't. No, I've, I've had a lot of just sort of mediocre scores. Obviously, we had Laird with his 50 in round one, which wasn't a great start. Mm. Um, but I've hit a lot of people who have just gone that 100 to 115. Um, so I did. I had Captain Bont, and he had 115. So that's... I kept him in the last two out of three weeks, and I've missed his 150, and I've got his 100 <laughs> and 115. So, yeah. Look, nothing's really going right for me. I had merit as vice-captain, so um, at least I... I dodged the Stuart one.
0: So not too bad overall. I mean, it's definitely not, not bad. to the
1: extent that I've been. Yeah. No, no, horrible. no. It hasn't um, been horrible, but I mean, I don't think you can like, what's going on with the Brisbane lads? Like, I don't think you can even look at VCing yeah. them. Um, so yeah, that's that a good place, place to start. Tricky. It's good.
0: Yeah, it's a good place to start because I, I wanted to talk about Friday night. We've got Collingwood, Brisbane. I'm, I'm kind of old school. I need to get out of the the habit of sort of VCing on a Friday night. I think when in doubt, I always VC on a Friday night, which is, yeah, as we say, like just it, it, it's just, it's killing me. It's no good. Um, it, it's burnt me so many times this year. We've obviously got Neil. We've got Dunkley. We've got Darcy Cameron. Um, I don't think anyone will have any of the other Collingwood guys apart from that, Um. Maybe, maybe someone's got McCluggage out there. He's had a good season. But yeah, are you looking at Neil or Dunkley for a VC this weekend, Charlie? Or are, are you on Nico's board? Are you on with Nico that you're probably going to avoid those guys?
2: Yeah, I think so. And, and typically this year, Collingwood have been quite restrictive um, to opposition midfielders. So I think, yeah, it kind of culminates into a big red flag for me. Um, so I'll be sticking clear of them. Um, not sure if I'll be staying clear in round 24. They play the Saints at the Gabba. Um, which, yeah, I mean that's mm, almost like that's a joke like after class. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see how they go this week. So where are you looking, Nico? What what games have
0: sort
1: of uh, have attracted your attention this week for for the VC or the C? Look, not a lot to be honest um, at the minute. I've got Rory Laird VC into Bont C. I don't think you can go past Bont against West Coast at Marvel. I mean that that could be a two hundred point game. So. I think that's a safe captain pick. Yeah, um, but or Tim English.
0: If you've got Tim English or, in that yeah, same I'm game, sure. I think I'd probably be leaning English yeah. over Bont. But yeah, I, I get
1: your point. No, no, yeah, well, I don't. I don't have that bloody big prick. Um, yeah, that big fucking dopey. Yeah. prick. <laughs> taking kickouts in the last minute. I know. Away. What was with that? <laughs> oh, it's one of the strangest things I've ever seen. I, I, would have been handy if he was in the center square and he could have bombed it bonded to him and he marked it. In the- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like. Bombed it to
0: himself. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. If you have yeah. Tim English, he's a very safe. I think Ka- Bailey Williams is your is your is your opposition this week. So I think if you've got Tim Tim English, he's the one to go with. Yep. Yeah. yeah look, I Bond as that. well. Bond Petra. Are we Are Anna, we worried? Uh, they're probably safe. Are we worried, Nico, you and I spoke early this season about our worries that um, maybe the AFL is going down the path, a little bit of sort of resting players and, you know, particularly yeah. with a team like West Coast who are, who are absolutely horrendous. Is there yeah. that worry that Bont and English play, I don't know, 40% of the second half because they're up by 120 points against West Coast?
1: Uh, yeah, look, maybe. Maybe. Or is this a week where they give English a bit of a – a bit of a rest and bring in the second Ruckman or something like that. Mm. Like that, that, I could see that happening actually, to be honest. Um, yeah. Look, Bont might play 30%, 40% forward, you know, who knows, but hopefully not. It's a real worry. Yeah. I
0: look honest. I, I feel like I brought in Oliver for a reason. And I think that reason is to captain him. So Melbourne are playing Hawthorne at the MCG. It's, uh, it's going to be at the G you know, Melbourne actually really don't need to to win these game remaining games to to win out and give themselves sort of lock in that top four and push for that top two. So they're going to be pushing hard. I think I'm going to VC as much as we we go against as we were just slagging off the Brisbane lads. I feel like Lockie Neal's due, <laughs> so I feel like I think well, I'm going to I think I'm going to, v, I think I'm going to VC Lockie Neal into into Clayton Oliver is my current thinking. He
1: has been tagged, and we don't tag Collingwood don't tag, so not a bad shout.
0: It's it's solid. I don't like it. I don't hate it. Charlie, what what are you gonna do this week?
2: Uh, well, firstly, I mean, I don't know how you can you can mm. consciously go Clayton Oliver when when Hawthorne have the best tagger in the comp by a country mind. We've seen what he, what he's been able to do. I don't know how you That's can. Good point. Yeah, like I mean, that just that scares me like a lot. Um, like he's he's a, a very number one trade in target. I said it just before, but but now thinking about that, um, like. If this is a week that you that you could antipod Cladden Oliver, like it's it's the perfect time to do it. Um so yeah, I mean Butters. I've got him in fantasy, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm. And likewise in Supercoach, I wouldn't be doing it either. Um my VCNC, I'm going with Rory Ladd. Uh like he scored 121 on the weekend. He's got a great matchup against Sydney. Um, Adelaide Oval night game. Um, it's gonna be Dewey, he's gonna love a tackle. I think he can go 130 plus, but yeah, then I'll go Marcus yeah. Bondley against the Eagles um, if that doesn't work out. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think that's very smart from both of you. And look, I'm going to need to put some more time into thinking about it, but yeah, I'll probably end up along those lines. But I, I just I've got a feeling Lucky Neal's just had too many crap weeks in a row um, to to keep being this bad. So I'm thinking about him.
1: Um, I don't know we'll if it, see how sorry, we go on that front. I don't know if it came through, but I I threw Butter's name in there, who might be a really good shout in the last round. Sorry, the last game of the round. Um, So if you do need a captain, he'll probably go well against Freer. Love that.
0: Love that, Nico. Um, Also a very good option.
1: Now, boys, each round of the season, we've
0: been producing an exclusive SC playbook. SC Playbook market of our own through Better. Uh, We're extremely excited that we've now got access to integrating official AFL fantasy markets on Better to follow along with all of our choices uh, for this season. You can find the link to our markets in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or in our YouTube descriptions. Uh, By going through those channels uh, to make a new account, it will let Better know that we sent you. So that would be much appreciated if you're linking up. Charlie, you've been our multi-expert this season. Uh, What are you looking at
2: this week? Is there anything that takes your eye? Uh, there is, um, uh, it is Josh Dunkley, 105 plus AFL fantasy points and Charlie Cameron two plus goals. Um, so I'm staying clear of the win. I, I took the cats on the weekend or last week, um, and that looked pretty good, but yeah, they faded towards the end. So staying clear of the win and just going fantasy and goals.
0: Very smart, Charlie. Uh, what are you really gambling with? Set a deposit limit. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. One of our shorter podcasts for the season, boys, but got through a lot of good stuff there. Uh, Really appreciate your time this evening, Nico. Uh, Get back into that Melbourne Victory Party or whatever it is that you're doing over over on the taxpayer's dollar over there. It's good to have you on. Uh, Really appreciate your time. Charlie, really appreciate your time as well. Thanks, boys.